Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Love About Town. As always, it's hosted by me, Kenise Mobley, and... Your boy, Rohan, everybody. This week, we have on Natalie Wall, host of the Awkward Sex in the City podcast. And we're talking about Kenise's dating life, weddings, the show Sex in the City, and how it shapes masculinity and femininity, and sexual taboos. As always, you can like, rate, and review our podcast wherever you're getting your podcast. And thanks for listening. Now to the episode. Now to the episode. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for doing it. I was like, she yeah. hosts the sex podcast. I think she'd be great on our sex podcast. Our sex I podcast. did your sex podcast. It was so fun. I genuinely like had an emotional breakthrough. So I yeah, saw I like, that. We bring her on. I wanted nice. to ask you also, Rohan, I'd love to have you do the podcast oh, too. Oh, I'd love to do it. Yeah, that would be Yay. so much fun. Yeah. But before I forget, how was the date after we recorded? It was, was good. It? it was with the guy who I've been seeing yeah, yeah. who shit like who okay, okay. So <laughs> he cause like earlier, like sometime before I recorded your podcast, he had texted me. It was a joke. It wasn't a very good it was fine. And I hadn't responded because I was like, I'll see him later, whatever, right? So on the date, he's like, oh, yeah, how you just, like, leave me hanging with text. And I was like, what? Like, um, wow, okay. I did not know how to respond to that joke. And I also didn't, like, I had some things that were like, I don't know, I guess we'd find out when you put your fucking tongue in my mouth. But I didn't yeah. text that because I was like, don't be too much <laughs> via text. And that, that, those words are the words that I said to him. And he's like, no, if you want to text me, I want you to text me. I like texting you. But he has been not texting me back. So I'm just like, wow, bitch. Wow. Okay. So you're going to call me out. You, you can want this or you yeah, can't. That's, that's you a can bold. You or don't. But to call me out, to be like, you don't text me back. And to the, just then to not text me back? Nah. I agree. That's a bold move. What right? you have to do is that Third date being like, you don't text me back fast enough. Okay. Also, a joke. If you make a listen, if I, I've made so many jokes that have gone on like dead years, and as soon as like ten minutes passes by and they don't, I don't get a response for a joke. I'm like, I'm sorry for the joke. Just you know, it's not just to cover your bases, just to be like, oh, hope didn't make you uncomfortable. That's the move. It's not like, <laughs> why didn't you think that that joke was funny? Why didn't it, you get it's back? It's not to even. Me? I would. I would not want someone to text me back. Oh, that was a joke. Sorry if that offended you. Because then I know that they're like. <laughs> kind of being all wishy-washy about it and that I don't want I would just want them to put it out there if it didn't work okay it didn't work you know we go on to the next joke but yeah it seems like oh go on no I I like this guy but I he's gonna make me not like him if he keeps acting foolish it seems like a weird power move because it is a bold claim to be like no I like when you text me like please text me and then all of a sudden he stops it sounds like he was trying to like bring you in just to get what he wanted was which was to feel needed and that i don't like i think that's bullshit yeah um, and i would call him out on it mm. i just when i started dating like 
I went like on a year of dick and when I was like mm-hmm. done with a really bad like relationship and I would just call people out and be like, what is this? Are you yeah. doing, are you trying to fuck with me? Is this for real? And usually they're like, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm leaving you. Like this is done. I, this yeah, is worth yeah. my time. But it was just so sad because like, that's just such a like immature move too, to be like, no, I want you to talk to me, but then I'm not going to talk to you. Never mind, I won't talk to you back. <laughs> yeah, I don't like uh, that, especially during COVID when everyone's on their fucking phone. Like, yes. I used to work in text message marketing. I know that people on average look at their phone every four minutes. And that's taking the time like where you're like holding your phone and like doing something and then dividing it across. So it's like every four yeah. minutes, a glance, those glances are usually concentrated into like little five minute spurts or whatever. But every four minutes is the average. For someone to not text you back uh-huh. and it takes like 24 hours, they're making, and this is a very gentle and kind effort. They're making 30 decisions. Like it, mathematically, it's much more than that if you take four or every four minutes over the course of the day that you're awake, but they're making 30 decisions not to do that because there's there's absolutely 30 times within a day that you look at your phone. So it's kind of like, dude, that's cool. And I would never expect someone to like text me back like within four minutes or something like that unless it's like, hey, I'm literally trapped at the bottom of the well and you said you were at the top of the well. But like to not to do that after bringing it up, yeah, I'm like, mm, no, yeah. <laughs> you're very cute, but not that cute. Okay. Yeah, you're not that hot. Like, yeah. dick's probably not that good. Wait, is that the? Is that what's? Up, is there somebody that hot that could could do that to you? And you'd be like, Brad Pitt could do that to me. Yeah, John Hamm could do that. Okay, like, but I mean, like, sure. Someone I, that, that I know. No. Yeah, someone that <laughs> someone that is in the the realm of the dateable universe, not people who we don't know and will never meet. <laughs> uh, I may meet them. Don't limit Wait, me, real hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am determined. Yeah, okay, uh, I will I'd not. Like, I do that. I'm. I was like, I was gonna go back. I was gonna be like, yeah, I let Carmen Electra do that. Carmen Electra. Uh, <laughs> Carmen Electra. The, today. Carmen today. Not Carmen Electra from the nineties. Carmen Electra today. <laughs> yeah. okay. How old is she now? <laughs> I saw her in the Last Dance documentary. I think she's in her fifties. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But she, I mean, don't get me wrong. She's probably still very hot. But I don't know she if is. she's like. Like, if you reached out to her management company, I'm sure you could arrange something. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was just I was just joking. I don't think that there – I think that – well, from it's different for me because I'm such a people pleaser. I would have just been like, I must have fucked up. So, uh, so actually, they're in the right and I'm in the wrong. Like, if I was faced with a similar situation, I would blame myself. But uh, you're right not to blame yourself because that's yes. fucked up, uh, you know. Uh, Love yeah. hearing that I'm blameless in all this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you're not, it's not like, I mean, he freaking should, have, he should be more proactive on texting you. Especially right? if not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, now I consider you like a romance and dating expert. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't please don't. I know Why nothing. Not? <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> you posted their podcast for how long? How many years now? The podcast for two years, the mm-hmm. show for seven. Whoa. You posted a, a sex relationship dating themed show for seven Seven years years. you know something you know something i will say my guests know things and i have like accrued that information by proxy but i would never be like i've studied i know (laughs) all the things because there's just there's just so much Mm -hmm. it's ever like evolving but you know what? Thank you. I will take that. Thank you. I don't okay. know why it was so so quick to be like, no. What's your What's your relationship status now? I am engaged. Uh, You're engaged. Mm-hmm. You already you you, you did you won it. The That's- game. <laughs> you won the game. You were engaged. 
um, you're at the final level, whatever. You have to get married. And I guess <laughs> if, if you had asked me like That's not the months, final level. Every day you have to be married. Like, no, no, no. But that's the thing. Stay married after that. <laughs> yeah, every day is a different game. <laughs> I like that. Every day is a different game. Every day game. is a different game, a different thing you have to deal with with your partner, and it's fine. Uh, but I would have said, if you had asked me six months ago, it's like, oh, you're married. This is easy. But now no one can get married. It's not allowed. unless no. you <laughs> It's against the law. <laughs> it's against the law. Listen, there, Zoom is, wedding should be canceled. Rude. Zoom, Zoom family meeting should be canceled. Like, <laughs> I don't want to ever look at my family via Zoom like ever again. <laughs> Love you. We can talk on the phone. Yeah. That's it. I, oh, my, my family with the Zoom, I, no one, the listeners won't be able to see it, but my parents do it on their iPad, you know, and uh-huh. they're always like this. He so did, are my parents. Yeah, like that, he did the uh, listeners, just so you know, he did the standard parent Zoom framing, yeah. <laughs> which is from below, mainly showing a wall or a ceiling, a lot of uh, nasal passages. You get to see that very, very well. Mm-hmm. Poor lighting that has not been considered in any yeah. way. He didn't change his lighting. I'm just commenting yeah. on parental lighting. You get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. The first time we did a Zoom with my family. They used their iPad. They did the same like like nose up or whatever. But we were like, me and my brother were like, you're not close to the router. We can't hear you. And they got mad at us. And we're like, oh, the router? I'm like, this is how routers work. Please get close to your router. And then they did and it, and it worked. And they were just like so mad that we were right. Um, they're also Trump supporters, if you couldn't tell. Ah. <laughs> but it's just like, the facts are right here. Like, we're not trying to, to sabotage you or, like, catch you. We're just telling you how a router works with an iPad on Zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Uh, are you doing a Zoom wedding? I should have asked you first before I said. Were you Zoom insulted? Yeah. <laughs> no. She's like, um, actually, it was planned for tomorrow. Um, thanks a lot. I'm. I'm. A, I will call myself out on hypocrisy like immediately when it comes to this because I was always someone who was just like, ah, do we really need to have like a wedding? Wedding. All the speeches, like the idea of someone talking about me, makes me very uncomfortable. You gotta get over the idea. That. I don't mind making a speech to the people at the wedding. I'm Mm-mm. like, hey, thank you for coming. I really love all of you. I. Mm-mm. I have no problems saying that but having like my parents talk about me then having like a best man talk about me then everybody just being like looking at me the whole time that would be weird that's a you problem that's a you problem okay (laughs) that's a you problem and like a wedding in some ways is similar to a funeral it's about you but it ain't totally about you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like also for you specifically every woman i know they're there are very few women I know who are just like, actually, I want, um, I've never thought about this day. I have no I know, details yeah. in mind already. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm totally cool with uh, a service with no food. Um, no, <laughs> no, 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 we'll no. That's not what I'm house. saying. I won't even dress up. There won't even be photos. I swear to God, nothing. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, ideally, it would be fun just to get married at a courthouse and then nothing happens. But sure, I, cool. I understand. Cool, 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 cool. I understand that that is not always a possibility. So what, I, what I'm saying is that the things that I like about weddings uh, are the dancing and the drinking and the food. And those should be the primary things that you focus on on a wedding. But anyway, my hypocrisy is that like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like weddings at all. No one should get married in that. It's a big complex. It's an industry. It's exploitative, whatever. Just, do, just go to the courthouse. Now that there's Zoom weddings, which get rid of all the things I hate about actual weddings, I'm like, oh, don't do it over Zoom. That's stupid. <laughs> Isn't that like a backup too? Because like a lot of people are doing that now. They're just doing the Zoom weddings, which that's great if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I think now there's like a backup on like getting like marriage licenses and yes. shit uh, because really? of that. Mm-hmm. 
Because people are like, oh, well, it's easy now. I wonder how many people proposed based on like a, ooh, if I do it right now, it'll cost me way less than if I do it like a year from now or if I had done it in the past. You know what I'm saying? Well, fingers crossed this does implode the wedding industry because it is disgusting yeah. how mm-hmm. much it costs. Um, we, so we are waiting. We were supposed to get married in May 2021. but mm-hmm. And it's more for him. I wanted to elope. Oh, wow. um, I have I have the same thing. I don't like I don't like unearned attention. Yeah. What do you mean unearned attention? Thank you. That's it. That is exactly it, Natalie. Oh, unearned attention. I care about both of you. Both of you are wrong. <laughs> no, we continue. But I'm not, now I'm excited about it. Um, I actually just bought my um, I can't my wedding jumpsuit because oh, uh, I'm not doing a dress. But it was on sale. It went from four hundred to eighty dollars. Whoa! Like I think it is starting to implode on itself. Nice. I'm going to just start wearing white dresses around then if they're yeah, that cheap. Come on, let's do it. No, exactly. I was like, oh, I could definitely wear this again, like for <laughs> yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But when we first started looking last year, we wanted um, Coney Island to get married in Coney Island because he took me there. I used to live in East Harlem. I'd never seen it until we started dating. Um, and I was so like, funny. oh, the weddings, will be, like the pictures will be killer, like with like the, um, the Wonder Will and stuff. 40 grand. Uh, and that wasn't even including like flowers, cake. Uh, what did that who, include? It does include the venue, and they would do the food and like the tables and stuff. Because a lot of times you have to rent the tables. Yeah. But we found a place in the Rockaways because we also like Rockaways a lot, and the place still exists. It's like a bar, but their whole thing, including food and tables and stuff, was only like fifteen grand. So we're like, okay. oh, we're gonna go here. We're gonna yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just watching like how disgusting like these prices are, like the dresses they're like three thousand dollars and then it's like a thousand dollars for alterations and i was like i can never do it What? i can never spend that much money on a dress like for people that want to totally do it i was just like this is like disgusting i can't but all you gotta do is get a suit get a tux rent a tux rent a tux tux. we don't have to do shit we gotta rent a tux and then we have to like plan a bachelor party which means going on airbnb and like renting a house in the woods somewhere well, I just found out my fiance wants to do like three different bachelor parties. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. What, because what like different I... friend groups. Oh, okay. Yes. No, I agree. I, I'm, I, I might do, I was considering doing two and being uh, like, oh, if I ever had one, I'd be like, oh, two bachelor parties. Yeah. No, I think this is like a thing because we were talking with a friend who's also engaged and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm doing at least three. Like there'd be like a Vegas one and then my friends from like college and then friends from New York and then friends from like hometown. And I was like, holy shit. What? That sounds expensive. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. (laughs) Nah, do you think, here's the thing though. If you're, you don't have to pay for any of that shit. Everybody Everybody else pays for it? Everyone else. So I'm going to a bachelor party in a week and I like assume that I, that uh, the bachelor Scott, shout out to my friend Scott. He's not paying for anything. I assumed that it was like the rest, like the seven of us would just split everything. So what's a bachelor party like in COVID time? Like, what are you guys doing? We're, we're renting a house in like upstate New Jersey, upstate New Jersey. It's like in like Northwest New Jersey. It's very, very rural. And there is a house and my friend who organizing it, he said that there's like a lake. It's a house on a lake and there's a little makeshift beach. So we're going to hang out on the lake and barbecue. They're oh, cool. going. They're going golfing. I won't be there for that day, but they're going to go golfing, and then at night, I would imagine we're just going to get a lot of beer and play beer pong, and you know, hang out and drink and listen to music and just fucking hang out. You know, hang out with your boys in the house. You know, Oops. talk about chicks. Talk oh, about <laughs> <laughs> no, like I think we just yeah, just get drunk inside, yes. and then uh, 
the next day probably go, I don't know, for a hike or something and then be hungover and, and eat like garbage. And yeah, that's bad. That's about it. You know, it's very low key. No, very low key. No Uh, psychedelics. No psychedelic. I'm going to bring some edibles and I don't know if, if my college friends fuck with edibles, but I do. So I will bring some and if they want to great. If they don't, that's also okay. But no, these people are not psychedelics. They're not, uh, they're not people beyond alcohol. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, for the listeners, I think we talked about this before. Rohan, it is still on the docket. Sometime before the end of 2020, we do need to do some psychedelic thing. We get mushrooms, LSD, or acid. This is on the podcast to do list. Yeah. Thing we're gonna do. Okay. I just had a bunch of friends. I'm very afraid of psychedelics. I don't trust my mind. It gets very mm-hmm. dark very quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 But I just had a lot of friends do, psychedel- um, do psychedelics in the park, in Prospect Park. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we definitely weren't the only ones. Like, oh, no. Tripping. Oh, like, of course. No, this no. is like prime time to do it if you want to yeah. do it. Okay. There is a yeah. research. Yeah, everybody, there's like alcohol sales have gone up, obviously, because that's like, that's just so easy. Mm-hmm. And then I think more people are like doing, are like trying weed for the first time, doing uh, mushrooms or like acid and stuff like that. Because the only thing you can do is go outside. You can go hiking and go in nature or whatever. And that's a prime place to, you know, free your mind, if you will. I've yeah. never <laughs> They said, so I don't know. This is their story, so I shouldn't take it, uh, take it away from them. But um, they were on psychedelics, and I think they were peaking near – do you guys know, like, where the lake is in Prospect Park? Yes. yes. And it has all that, like, green algae, mm-hmm. like, yes. super bright. Well, they were like staring at it, and then they're watching these turtles on a log. It was like three turtles on a log, and then they watched one turtle like move, and it made the whole log go around. Whoa! And they said it was the funniest thing they've ever experienced in their life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then me and my uh, my friend went uh, the next day, and um, the same thing happened. And they were like, "Oh, this must be like like very common." But it was still like the funniest thing that we'd ever seen. So you maybe yeah. don't need psych- psychedelics to see it, but I would. <laughs> Go near the lake is what I've been told. <laughs> okay. What, what's, your ba- what's your bachelorette party? What are you doing for the bachelorette party? I am so low-key that probably mm-hmm. like a beach, like just yeah. a beach somewhere. That's Hell great. Yeah. That's all I want. Like, I feel like good friends. on the bachelorette side, like the, the, the uh, bride side, there's just like, it, there's, always, there's already so much drama in the things that we talked about already, like getting a dress and like uh, the alterations and shit. And then like, you have to give gifts to the bachelor, uh, sorry, the bachelorette, the, the bride, like before the wedding. There's like so much more, there's yeah. so much more involved on the bride side, like with gift giving and dresses and like the day of, you have to do so many things and like it just co- ends up costing so much more. And on the groom side, you don't have to do anything. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Well, we've been dubbed by our friends the, the most chill wedding they think they'll ever go to, nice. which I'm like, yeah. cool, like it. That's what I um, want. And my fiance, Aaron, he has, he has way too many friends. Like if, when you, I feel like you guys will meet him one day, but he's like such a good listener and just like can pick what like you want to talk about and can talk about it in length with you. So he has like a thousand friends, like good friends. I have like three like really good friends. <laughs> um, and because of that, his groom's party was going to be way too long, like way too big. It hit like around 20. And I was like, I, cannot, I, was like, 20, I cannot find 20 much. people. So we, we cut it down to two. <laughs> nice um and also like i don't i don't want gifts like no one should give me gifts like what no and i'm even like gonna email like comedian friends that are coming to be like i just want you there for you to have like the free alcohol and like celebrate i don't want like any gifts from you like too many freelance friends too many comedy friends like no 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 i have 
the people that I babysat for that are rich, they can send me a check, not you guys, you know, like, that's really, that's very sweet of you. Yeah. But I'm even pretty sure I'm going to buy because most likely it'll be like a guy and a girl in my party. And I'm going to buy my maid of honor, like her dress. Cause I think that's like, that's ridiculous. She shouldn't have to buy all that shit and he's going to rent. So fine. Like rent your text. You'll get the money back. So nice. I have been the maid of honor in two weddings. Uh, I received zero. <laughs> so it was like, you need to plan all these things and you need to pay for all these things. Oh, it, no. Like, yeah. It, 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 like, don't get me wrong. I love these people, but it's to, to have someone be like, I'll buy the dress. Like, it was dresses that I will never wear again because they picked ugly ass dresses and I have to pay. Like, I didn't pay that much for them, but I still had to pay for them. And I was like, okay, fine. Because I love you. Okay. Well. Yeah. No, we're pretty sure he'll do like really fun, cool tuxes, like a, like a nice light gray. So that way, her name's Ooh. Carrie. So Carrie can do like a black wedding dress. Hell yeah. She can like wear it again, like whatever style she wants, whatever she likes. Because yeah, her cousin has been in like, I think seven bridesmaid uh, wedding parties now. Yeah. And they were showing me her the dresses. Like, they don't even care if it looks good on them. And it's like, but they have to be up there too. Like, why would you do this to them? Why would right. you, if you really cared about them, why would you put this extra pressure on them? Like, no. I've been in like four or five and it's just, it's, yeah, I, I completely understand. <laughs> I will say, Rohan, if, if I ever get married, yeah. you will be in my party. You, yes. I acted like those people were jerks. You will be wearing an eggplant-colored suit, okay? Yes. It's okay. like a deep, rich purple color. It's going to make your skin pop. It's going to make no, your I love eyes it. pop. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to rent that or buy that. I won't. I wouldn't want you to have like an expensive one. And also, honestly, I think you'd look great in an eggplant-colored blazer anyway. I agree. So I I'm would not, recommend. I don't. I, I don't disagree okay. with you. Okay. I I have a purple sweater that I bought with you actually from Primark yeah. many years ago. Yes. And I still wear it. And people are always like, "Oh, purple is such a good color on you." And then I always think, "Oh, I should get myself some more purple stuff." And then there's never anything purple that like that is cool. That that is like I can wear out regularly because mm-hmm. you know if you wear like that color it's got to be a thing like you're going out does it dude so well i'm not saying i'm trying not to make it a thing but the, all the clothes that i look at it's like oh this is for a special occasion okay not for everyday wear this is like such a big uh, detour from you talking about your wedding yes. sorry yeah no but this reminds me of e had never been kissed on yesterday <gasps> oh i love never been kissed i love it and can you that that movie is so fucked up it's so fucked up. But the main hot dude, the main like um, the teacher, not the teacher, the hot like um, guy. He was like the hot senior. Oh yes. He wore a lot of purple, and it looked good. But yes. it was like a thing. You're like, guy had this like very like sexually ambiguous like like yes. like essence to him. Like you're like you might be straight now, but we're pretty sure you're gonna figure out that like sexuality is fluid in college. Like yeah. But it like it was very like purple rain ish like. It, like I agree with you. Like it's purple is like a choice, but it can work. Yeah. What, what is Freddie Prince Jr. never been kissed? No. No. He David is, Arquette is. David, David Arquette. Arquette. Problematic. He's Wait, in. Did, um. Oh, what did he do? Yeah. No, him and Courtney Cox. They just had a bad marriage, and oh, I think okay. that he uh, was. Uh, when I you think, say problematic, I, <laughs> we're like, what did he say? No, what no, did no. he do? Oh. Uh, he's like, <laughs> Bro, he's like, I think that that relationship between Courtney Cox and David Arquette was always framed as she can do better. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. And I think it was that she could actually have done better. But <laughs> I love David Arquette, Ready to Rumble, great movie, you know, et cetera. But apparently not a good partner. 
I don't know though. Who knows? You know what you're getting with him, I feel like, in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I don't know about him as a partner, but that was also (laughs) the era of like, it was him and Courtney Cox and there was like Drew Barrymore and Tom Green. I've been watching Sex and the City for the first time. Like I had never seen it before. And the thing that really strikes me about the show, there are many things that strike me about the show. This is like maybe like fourth on the thing that strike me is how every single guy on the show is so incredibly unmemorable and incredibly like, they wear clothes that are so big for them that don't show off any part of their body. That was the 90s though, dude. No, but this is the thing. That is the 90s. But it's also like peak, I don't want to say toxic masculinity, but it's like peak masculinity where it's like, we definitely care about how women look all the time. In every scene, we have to see Carrie's nipples. There's no question. (laughs) In 70% of the scenes, Carrie's nipple, one of Carrie's nipples is showing. But God forbid any man like show that he has legs or he has a chest whatsoever. There was never <laughs> full wearing. frontal male nudity in that it, show, was there? Fucking there big, never was. Big what? is such a handsome man and he wears suits that are like two times too big for him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carrie has that freaking cowboy hat and that like Fiona Apple top and the the with the bare midriff shit that everybody was doing in the nineties on point like every single episode. <laughs> So what, okay, so what season are you in? I'm in season three. You're in season uh, three, okay. There are uh, 10 seasons, right? Or like no, nine there's seasons? Like, no, there's, there's six. There's six? six? There's only six? Yeah. Wow. There's six and two movies, right? There's six and two movies. The second movie is truly horrifying how bad it is that you should right. watch it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I also know like the main spoilers of the show. Like I know about Carrie and Big. I know about Carrie versus Big versus Aiden. I know about... Miranda, sorry, Miranda, sorry, Samantha getting cancer. I know like all of the, I know like all the storylines because when I was younger, it was like the cool show to watch. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, everybody, this is like, oh my God, these women, they're independent. They're living in New York. They're living their best lives. And you mean, you know, you watch a show and Carrie's like, I'm, my credit card <laughs> uh, bill is at max because I spend on Jimmy Choo shoes. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. <laughs> I was obsessed with it growing up. I think I saw it when I was 13, like mm-hmm. random ep- parts of the episodes. And obviously Awkward Sex in the City is based off of Sex in the City. Sure. Sex in the City is so problematic. Yes. <laughs> there is an ep- like in so many, like so many ways. Like, so Carrie Bradshaw is like a sex writer, right? Mm-hmm. There is an episode where she literally goes, I don't even think bisexuality is real. And it's like, you are a fucking sex writer. Yeah, you should. <laughs> also like they, they poo poo so much sex. Like they're like, the anal episode where they have to like discuss with every single one of their friends about right. do I want to be the girl who does anal? It's like who fucking cares? Yeah, if you want to yeah. do it? Do it. <laughs> What's crazy is like how progressive that show was in the '90s. Like it was yeah. a huge deal, but like right. now, like I rewatched it during COVID because like I wanted to like feel like I was in the city again. And uh, <laughs> uh, don't do it. You're just sad the whole time. Mm-hmm. But there's literally like. I think two, maybe three black characters in the whole oh, series. Sure. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, the code switching one that Miranda does. Have you <gasps> seen, or the, Samantha, <gasps> sorry, um, where Samantha's dating the black, like the record executive or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she- I don't just, remember this. Tell she me. She just starts, she starts talking black. Oh um, like, God. Then, oh, I can't then, watch this. And then- It's so bad. Did she just really say whack? Did she really say diss? Did she really say this? And I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> There's- there's yeah. an episode two where she like code switches. Um, she moves to the meat pa- Samantha moves to the meatpacking district. Right. Yes. And there are some ladies downstairs that are working that are transgendered and they end up fighting. But they end up like 
having a party and like working it out, but it's just like so problematic. And Samantha and Carrie like do this like weird code switching thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like it's, it's your half the time. You're just like, why, why is it okay? <laughs> also like the, okay. the whole character of Stanford is like, uh, we like him because he's gay and there's like no other thing about nope. him that is like that is remotely interesting oh, or like no. develop but the thing is is that you can't watch it as a show with like 2020 whatever moral morality it's mm-hmm. an incredible window into the late 90s and like early 2000s because entourage came on at a, like a very similar time entourage. entourage entourage is different it's like a more it's a show that's rooted a lot more in fantasy than sex in the city mm-hmm. but it's also like the same type of like, this is what dudes talk about with other dudes. And it's all like really terrible stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Sex in the City was like more viewed as like this very feminist, like, you know. Uh, yeah, I watched it with my mom. Like right. growing up, mm-hmm. I was, I think it came on when I was 12. Because it premiered 97. I think 97, yeah. 97, yeah, I was 12 yep. when it came out. And like, as a family, we all watched it because we watched everything together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my mom was like, okay, are kids at school doing stuff like this? Like, it was kind of like a jumping off point for conversations about like, what was normal and what wasn't. And now I'm like, how did that I wonder how that messed me up or like made it so that I have questionable also, opinions about things. Yeah. No lie, Kenise, I, I was watching it. And I also thought I was like, Kenise watched this as a kid with her mom. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, this explains. Uh, I was like, this explains a little bit, a little bit, you know? The particularity explains the the, the list the, the list of things you're looking for in a guy. That's like I, I can see how you might have gleaned that from the show. <laughs> yes, even though right now, I, like if someone's like, "Oh, do you like Sex in the City?" I'm always like, "I watched it as a kid. I have a lot of issues with it. I haven't revisited it because it doesn't have that place in my heart that a lot of things do." But yeah, it, it's in there. It's doing stuff in my brain. I think said everything I've said about it. How like how just problematic. I keep saying that word, but how like outdated the show is like in terms mm-hmm. of the way it treats gender and sexuality it's still kind of entertaining and it's yeah. all like very if you can take a step back from how this show was supposed to be like a role model for how women should behave if you don't think about it in that term then it's like yeah it's pretty <laughs> yeah. fun yeah. yeah yeah and i was also just thinking about how they're like donald trump is in an episode oh that's is right he? yeah i just forgot for, about that just for a second uh okay. it's when samantha's like fucking a really old dude and yeah. he's like he's like with him at Donald with Donald Trump or something randomly. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, if you can like if you can like step back like a few major steps and you can like you said it's like a beautiful window of that time. You you can see like how like Sex and City crawled for us to fuck. Like <laughs> you can see how they start taking ownership of like orgasms and their sexuality and getting like more open about like how they come like yeah like carrie's like i can only come on top or like i can only come when i'm in love and like all these things and like that that's interesting i'm truly shocked that you did watch it with your mom though (laughs) yeah well you and your mom have a very you have a a weird relationship no it's not weird it's your mom was just very open with you about sex your whole life just tell us like this is what it is this is how it goes it's very your mom is also like like sorry i'm not like i I feel like dude you're like a parent and you don't it's not like you get like a second chance at being a parent you know like in a real Mm -hmm. way especially if you have twins (laughs) like you don't really get that second chance so it's like I'm just rolling with it and trying to figure out like what it to do. Yeah. And so like at one point 
you could probably look back and be like, why did my mom do that? But also at the same time, just being like, dude, what, what else are you going to do? Yeah. She's yeah. a single mom. She's not going to, what is she going to be like, exactly. sit upstairs and not watch the TV? <laughs> like, I know. I'm going to watch TV. Like what? You're watch, I don't what have you're a watching. single family household. And I still like give my, I'm like, oh yeah, of course this is how you did it. Cause there's no, you didn't know anything. Yeah. You didn't know better. <laughs> so I, I get it a little bit, but yeah. It's just a nice window into capitalism and feminism and the intersection of both of them and how the intersection of them is, ooh, it's, it's not good. <laughs> there is a capitalist feminism that I don't like, but it, okay, uh, this is all very hypothetical, of course, mm-hmm. but we're making a show right now. We're just decided we're making a show right now. It's going to be the new sex in the city. Who are the people? What do they do? And what are the values? Like, what is an updated version of this oh, if we're saying that this question. is outmoded? Legit, I think Sydney Washington and Marie Faustin would be in it. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I think Marie would be the Samantha. And I think Sydney might be, like, the Charlotte type. Really? A little bit. Because, like, Charlotte, not that Sydney is judgmental, but Charlotte was always very, like, I have to think about this first before I make an opinion. And I think Sydney kind of has that. Mm-hmm. That's a of very... course, I'm going only with comedians, obviously. I'm no, sorry, no, what? That's a, very, that's a very generous interpretation of Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true. I'm giving her a lot of You are way. giving Charlotte a lot of no, no, no. She's my as least a, favorite character. As someone oh, who same. like, dude, yeah, I know. And I remember like watching the episode and like Charlotte just being scandalized at certain things and being like, oh, fuck, I've had those thoughts. I'm fucking Charlotte. I can't believe I'm freaking Charlotte. <laughs> but I will say Charlotte is the most real, right? Because of that, of what she's representing, she does a very good wasp. Yeah, like she's like okay. that person mm-hmm. exists. Yes, um, and absolutely. still exists. Yeah. I'm so happy I don't know that person. That that person yeah. wouldn't hang out with me. Like all of the decisions I've made in my life mean that a woman who is like that would be like, no, I don't think we should be friends. And I would also be like, I don't know what her deal is, but I don't like it. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does does she does do the wasp character very well. I will say that. Yeah, that's true. I didn't put that in, I didn't put her in that context, but yes, she does talk about it all the time. But she's such a prude and every time Samantha has sex, she's just like, "Oh my." Samantha. At a certain point, why are you guys still friends? 6 years of friendship and you still don't know like get over yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And what's weird too is they're all like that to Samantha. Mm-hmm. There's like all of them are like you've gone too far at one like in one episode and yeah. it's like like it's like will this ruin their friendship and it never does but it's always like carrie walks in on samantha getting a blowjob once and she's just like that's too much that's too far and it's just like is it like but you know this about samantha like you know that sex is a big part of her personality and like why is that wrong like you know you know you're getting with her like their their whole like idea of friendship too is like also really fucked up like carrie's especially Oh, yeah. Carrie is a goddamn nightmare, and mm-hmm. none of us should ever try to aspire to be like someone like her. Yeah. Wait, and I what, did for years. Oh, uh, <laughs> what, yeah. And in what ways? Me? Like, I have watched the show, but again, I don't know if I've watched it in 15 years. So, like, what are the ways in which the friendship is fucked? And she does not know how to communicate. I was just okay. going to say the same exact thing. She has no, she has no clue how to communicate. They reference slightly or lightly that she has daddy issues because mm-hmm. uh, her dad like left, but you never see the mom. You never like ever hear anything else about her relationship, but she has no clue how to communicate with her partners, mm-hmm. with her friends or with herself and what she wants. Mm. She constantly changes into who she thinks the person wants her to be, including sometimes with her friends. She has no sense of self at all and should uh. not be at the helm of a major 
like weekly article about sex and sexuality like she right. should no in no way should she be. she's so self-centered it's like insane mm-hmm. how self-centered she is oh uh, yeah she never she like miranda's always there for carrie at least i'm only on season three so i don't ever know miranda's always there like carrie has a problem she calls miranda miranda's there miranda has what she's a freaking lawyer she does everything she's like yeah. the most accomplished character but she's all she can always make time for carrie but then freaking she had to get Miranda had to get eye surgery that one time and she didn't want to call Steve. So she had Carrie and Carrie's like, I have to go hang out with a politician in Staten Island. And then that guy ends up wanting to pee on her. Yeah. So I remember <laughs> pee guy. That was John Slattery, wasn't John Slattery, it? Yep. Yep. It was. He was the, com- the comptroller. Yeah. The, the, just something like that. Some, some politician in New York it, yeah. who was, it doesn't matter what he stands for. She, he's, she's cool. Cause he's a politician. And so, Carrie starts dating him and he's like I like to pee on women and then she's like oh my god but that's the guy who she abandoned Miranda for she she abandons Miranda also for the 20 something year olds in the first season yes that's right oh man I forgot about that and you haven't seen you haven't even seen Miranda have the baby yet and no one knows how to be there for her no No one one. Mm -mm. oh go on I do remember that Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, I haven't gotten that far yet. But yeah, she writes about sex and she's so like prude about so many things or like not even just prude judgmental, like overly judgmental mm-hmm. about things about sex. There's mm-hmm. a whole episode where it's like how to have sex like a man, which means unemotionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> come on like yeah like stop that's not gendered anymore (laughs) oh yeah like it's like taking control of your own sexuality and having sex the way you want to have sex not having to define it by gender but anyway you had to do that at the time because there was i don't know no way for women to say that it's okay to sleep around without being called a slut so right yeah of course that's that's how they framed it that that was the way a lot of things were framed like Mm -hmm. you want to like even uh, what comes to mind is a deodorant ad. It yeah. was what secret the whole thing used to be like strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. And like uh-huh. just how things had to be in this way. Like, okay, if it's strong, it's for a guy. And if it's not, it's for a lady. And if you want power, you have to have power like a man. Like you, it, it wouldn't just be that you as a woman have power. You have to take on masculinity in order to get the things that you, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Which is that's so true, which is crazy now. Like me and me and Aaron just use the same deodorant, which is like a lady scent. Oh, it's like a lady yeah. deodorant. Yeah. Hell like, yeah. I have a deodorant that I like, but I'm all for sharing deodorant. I think I, toothbrush or just deodorant. No, we don't do toothbrush. But I did like two weeks ago accidentally use his toothbrush. We oh. were like at I know I felt so bad and I had to be like, I used it. And he was <laughs> like, It's okay. Yeah. yeah it's um, totally fine. How it's totally fine. We've been together over five and a half years now. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's quite, how did you meet? He, so we actually met twice. We Ooh. met first at a Marianne Way's party, Christmas party. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, that's cute. But I was flirting with his friend and he was flirting with my friend. I actually like found him annoying. <laughs> um, and he left early because he was a teacher and it was like a Sunday night. Yeah. Um, but he was like, I just wanted to say bye. And I like turned to my friend that he was flirting with and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> But then Aaron, Aaron was just like, later he was like, no, just saying that because I thought both of you were cute and I was trying to like lay seeds. But the friend that I was flirting with had a comedy show. And then like a few months later, he asked me to do the comedy show and Aaron was in the audience. Oh, oh that's cute. 
Yeah. And we hit it off like after, like I actually stayed afterward to like talk to like the audience cause they seem sure. chill and mm-hmm. we just like kind of hit it off. And then he did that thing where he was like, Hey, I'm going to text you on Thursday to set a date. And then like he texted me on Thursday. Wow. It's like, that simple guys. That I don't know who's simple. listening to this, who hasn't already heard me go off on a rant about this, but it is that simple. It you is so go easy. on a date, you have a nice time, you make a plan, you stick to it, you're in. You can be engaged, okay? Here's this a, this is, is how you know. This is how I know when someone wants to go on a date and doesn't want to go on a date because there there's sometimes you put you like put it out there and you're like, "Hey, do you want to go out on this day?" Or someone will ask me like, "Do you want to go out on this day?" And I might not be free. So I'll say no, I can't go out on this day, but I'm free on this day and this day. Do anyone at this time, does that work for you? Because that's how you say no when you actually want to say yes. Like, oh, I can't actually do it, but yeah. if you actually want to go out with someone, just fucking pick another time. Why are you yeah. being so fucking coy about it? There are people I who are like, oh, I can't, can't do it that day. Okay, so you can never do, there's no yeah, dates. Okay, that. okay, I well then hate we're it. good. It's like, do you not want to go out? You can just say you don't want to go out. Yeah, just, yeah, just say it. Um, I always tell people on the podcast too that like people that are willing to do the work will do the work. Yeah. Yes. My my friend who I love her to death, but she texts so much, like so much that I can't even keep up sometimes. <laughs> and when her and her now husband started dating, she was like, you don't text me enough. Like I need you to text me this amount for like however long we're going to be together. And Ooh. he changed his cell phone plan for her. He used wow. to do like 500 texts a month because he just wasn't a texter and he did unlimited. Oh, wow. he was like, I need this. If yeah. we're going to do this, wow. you have to do it. And he was like, okay. Like, yeah. that was it. If someone, someone's willing to do the work for you when they're like willing to do the work, like it's there, it's real. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. And, but it, that's like, that's just like such an easy, like this happens, it happened to me all the time. And then I would feel like, oh, I'm, I'm over pursuing when they would say, I can't do this date that's it. And I'd be like, okay, what about this date? And then I'm like, yeah. am I being too needy now? Like, do I, does, do I seem desperate to want to go out with you because you didn't propose like an alternate date like that? But it, it's not, it's just like, oh, I, I want to meet and chat. Yeah. Yeah. Are know. you, are you COVID dating as well? Uh, right now? Yeah. I'm, I, no, I'm in a, I'm in a long distance relationship. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where do they so live? They live in Boston, which is where oh. I used to live. So that's how uh, Denise and I met too. We yeah. met in Boston. Oh, okay. I actually was going to ask because um, I didn't know how you guys knew each other. That's not too bad though, Boston. Like that's like what, it's oh, a yeah. four hour drive? Okay. Oh, it's a four hour drive. And then the Amtraks are really cheap right now. So we're taking, so I'm going to take an Amtrak for the first time. We were both like uncomfortable with it at first, mm-hmm. but now that the numbers have gotten okay, we feel like it's a good calculated risk. Okay. And then if it, yeah, hopefully we don't get COVID. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be okay. My friends are much more spread out than yeah. an airplane. And we honest. picked a, they have the capacity on the Amtrak trains now. So we picked a capacity that was less than 50%. Ah, nice. Okay, good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be all right, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, we've been dating for, let's just say, we started talking in March and now it's whatever month it is, uh, September. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> yeah. it was like a COVID dating thing now. It was. We had, so we had met four years ago on Tinder. Like I was in Boston swiping and then we met and then whatever. We went on a couple of dates, but then I was sort of like dating somebody at the time and we were, we were like broken up, but then we got back together. So I was like, okay, we're doing that. And then whatever, I go out with this person for another year or so. We break up maybe in like 2019, she like slid into my DMs. She found me on Instagram and slid oh, into my shit. DMs and then was like, hello, you know, I don't know if you remember me, but we went on a couple of dates. And I was like, of course, I remember you. Uh, it was nice. It's, you know, thanks for connecting. 
whatever. Uh, we talk on and off until like the pandemic. Because okay. I wasn't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's the, that's the, the story of our relationship. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. When, I feel like when a lady slides into DMs, it means something. And yeah. I, don't think, I don't think dudes get that. Oh, no, I've definitely I, slid into a few DMs before and they, it like went over their head. Oh, no, I, I got it. <laughs> I got it. But also, <laughs> I, and I think it's, it's like incredibly flattering. It's like the most flattering thing, honestly. And it, it's a little bit nerve wracking sometimes. But it is like, I didn't pursue it because I was like, she lives in a different city. I'm in New York. Blah, blah. I don't know if it'll work out. And then, you know, I've been dating in New York and I was like, well, it's not really working out when I'm dating people in my own city. <laughs> Maybe I've been not giving this a, a, the shot that it deserves. So then I tried to like make yeah. it work. And it's, yeah, it's been good. Oh, yay. I yeah, love it. Nice. Yeah. We're very similar, which is good. And then also I'm always thinking could be bad at some point, but it hasn't gone bad yet. So that's good. My friend started COVID dating someone and our good friend to them was like, oh, is it weird that you guys like everything in common, like have everything in common? And it got in my friend's head being like, oh no. And we were all like, his name's Eric. I'm like, Eric, why the fuck would you say that? Like, it's good that they have similar things that yeah. they like. Yeah. It's good. Well, it's good. It's I think not it's even good. That there, it's not even like, oh, we like similar things. It's just like we both deal with relationships and like, like the way we interact with people the same way. We're both like people pleasers. We both like are blaming ourselves first before we like think about the whole situation. We're like, we're both like uh, non-confrontational. So it's like, okay, we need to talk about these things so that we're not like suppressing things in our relationship. You know, like if oh, you're yeah, mad totally. at me, please tell me that you're mad at me. Like we have, I have to have that. I feel like we both have to have that conversation with each other to be like, Hey, be honest. If this is making you uncomfortable, be honest. You know, if you like this or not, don't like this. Cause I know we both are just like, yeah, we'll go with it. We're like, go with the flow people. Yeah, of course. Like that's fine. But I want to make sure that that, that doesn't come at the expense of each other's needs well it's good that you guys like already realize that especially you that you're just like oh these are things that like we need to make sure that we're like checking in on and i think that's a huge step in the right direction yeah yeah i don't know yeah well it would be nice if we lived in the same place so that's the next step <laughs> that's the next step for that's sure step. yeah 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 have you guys even talked about that yet would like you move uh, to boston or like vice versa eh, like like briefly but like nothing nothing too crazy nothing like incredibly seriously no that's and fair it's too, it's too early for that i think you know, I don't know if it is. Like when me and him started dating, it was sort of long distance too because I was live in nannying in Connecticut. So oh, I would yep. have to Whoa. come back and forth. Yep, 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 yep. But that was only until we started dating in April and then that was until like August. So like April right. to August, we did that. But one time he came up to visit me and we like realized our leases started like ended the same time. And so we both were kind of like, oh, so if we're still happy in a year, we'll move in together. And it was yeah. just very like, yeah. But we oh. like kind of figured that out like four months in and we we're like, oh, okay. And like, that's oh, just cool. kind of what happened. Yeah. The more like open you can be, the more you can fart in front of someone and like truly be your true, true self, like the better. Cause you're either going to find out like, oh, this works or, oh, this does not work. You know? Right. Yep. 100%. And it's very hard to like, let go of all, all that, especially at the beginning of a relationship where you're like, this is going good. If I fart in front of them, I don't want to ruin the bubble that we're in. You know, the the nice oh, yeah. honeymoon period bubble. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely get it. <laughs> this is this is one of my stories that I tell on stage. But the first time me and Aaron had sex, uh, I got explosive diarrhea. Whoa, damn! Not, not like on him or anything. Like That's not good. in the bed. Yeah. 
I don't know what it was. Actually, I always say it's kimchi grill because I had kimchi grill before. Oh, yeah. Um, Damn. Don't want to slander them or anything, though. It probably wasn't them. <laughs> but yeah, but then the best part was he didn't even realize it until afterward because I said it was period cramps. Nice. Oh, yeah. And he had no clue. And then I feel oh, bad. Yeah. But the end of the story is the next day we wake up and we like start doing stuff again and he eats me out from behind. Yeah. Uh... Mm-hmm. I know, and he had no clue. But that's how you know. Like that's how you yeah. know. Like yeah. this is this he's, is he's, this is a life. He wants to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's going yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, one of Rohan's deepest fears as pertains to eating. It is. Yes. It sure is. I don't want to get. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to eat someone's butt and then there's poop there. <laughs> oh my god. No, I totally agree. Luckily, he wasn't going butt. He was like from behind. Yeah, from behind. Yeah, that. right. There's yeah. incidental contact, maybe, but not really. Okay. But okay. I have. Yeah. I've had the same fears too, though, for sure. And we've like even never, ever, ever do this to okay. to the listeners. Don't use a vibrator that you put in a vag, like also for butt of course yeah a lot of people do it i did it we use we would use condoms but it's still just like this is not this is not safe like you're gonna there's gonna be cross contamination there's gonna be utis galore um thank you but we were being lazy you know i think (laughs) a lot of people do it and they aren't willing to like admit that they do that (laughs) oh yeah sure Um, so i'm very afraid of cross contamination too don't worry yeah 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 i don't want that i yeah i'm not a well i'm not a butt person so i don't want to like i'm just like don't, he just avoids the butt altogether yeah i avoid the butt altogether yeah. so like, i don't even want to go I'll down do, that road if you want anything else i'm like whatever you want i'll try it if that's what you're really into absolutely just i'm not really a butt person i'm sorry not, not even like <laughs> anal you're like no no not i don't think I'm, it doesn't in, i mean it does interest me from like a power perspective <laughs> but not doesn't interest me from like a pleasure power perspective. perspective yeah you feel powerful it's a powerful thing i think that's why that's this is the thing guys like that's why i think guys like anal so much you feel powerful you feel like i'm i'm going to a place where i'm not really supposed to be going and I, uh, oh, go on. and you're like you know when you're from behind when you're doing girl from behind it's the most powerful position for a guy unless a guy doesn't want that's how i feel like i feel very like this like, is me being uh, a man yes. i'm pulling your hair i'm like <laughs> i'm pulling your shoulders back if i need to you know like whatever i'm like i am in control here and so like it's a very powerful thing and i think anal is is part of that yeah you're from I behind just thought, i just always thought it was because it was uh it's very very tight yes mm-hmm. that, that oh yeah that too that feels really good <laughs> that too yeah for sure but it's it is also like i convinced a girl to do anal because you're not supposed to do that or something i don't know there is a power thing behind it that i can't quite put my finger on but it is yeah i mean it, like until exists if incidence of it has gone up significantly in the last 12 years i don't think a lot of people were doing it i think there's something porny about it oh totally where they're like oh yeah i'm fucking like a fucking porn star like i'm doing this thing and Mm -hmm. yeah so it's power but it's like oh there was some taboo around this this is a thing that yeah like i've convinced someone to do this thing or like i'm getting to do this thing that not everybody else gets to do almost Here's something that's insane, but it, it's also true. Like 12 years ago, people started doing like butt stuff and like anal stuff. But then like 20 years ago is like only when men started like eating pussy. <laughs> like, like it became cool to eat pussy. Cause, oh you know, my God. That's I like think you're right. That's like not that long ago. Yeah. Like I, I, that Cause it, like in rap songs. Okay. Right. This is not the best example, but in Freak-A-Leak. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> like, a song like, that I love right. dancing to. And it's just like talking about like a woman comes over and what they're going to do essentially. He's like, 
and get eaten out by another bitch because I ain't drunk enough to do that shit. Because it's like, oh, I would never, I would never yep. eat a woman out. I think it's great if she wants to get eaten out, but it won't be me. Like that was the attitude for a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy we've moved past that. Mm-hmm. And then DJ Khaled was like, I don't. oh, DJ Khaled's stupid. He got canceled. Like, <laughs> yeah, he got canceled real quick. But also, like, I feel like in the past, like, five to two years, two to five years, dudes have been very cool with stuff up their butt now. Yeah. Yeah, I've been asked to put stuff in places. And I'm not against it, but I need, like, I almost need, like, kind of, okay, so today, earlier today, me and Rohan went and we were going to play tennis. Uh, mm-hmm. I have never, I tried once with a high school boyfriend. He got so frustrated, never played again, <laughs> never played tennis. So we were going to go play tennis, but honestly, I'm really happy. All the tennis courts were taken, but there was like a practice area where you can like practice hitting a ball. And that's just where I needed to be based uh-huh. on my skill level. It feels like a big skill leap to me to jump to fucking a dude's ass. And I just need like some sort of practice area where there aren't stakes, where it's not like I'm disappointing them, where I can like learn how to do it. Get a pocket pussy. For get a, a pocket a, pussy. A, a get a, a pocket pussy for okay. a, a strap on yeah. dick. Strap-on. Exactly. So get. And just learn how to fuck. There's no pocket butt, is there? there Oh, yeah, there definitely is. Oh, there are? Okay. There definitely are. Oh, there yes. definitely are. There 100% bus. are. But that, also, those things are not cheap, okay? Yeah, they are not cheap. Yeah, Wait, I was really? like, a, no, not that. Like, a good vibrator costs, like, I, like, even your standard thing that, like, everyone's like, the magic wand is the best. If you want mm-hmm. the magic wand that, like, recharges, I've been looking this up. It's like 120, sometimes oh, 160, wow. depending yeah. on where you're buying it, right? And that's Ugh. just, like, for, like, a vibrator that they've been making for like 60 years right they, they have top of the line vibrators that mm-hmm. are like very very expensive they have top of the line strap-ons that are made of like particular materials that respond to heat and clean a certain way like they have right. these things and those like the just the attachment that is a dick would cost me a hundred dollars then you've got right. the strap on itself and then on oh, top yeah. of that a pocket pussy like th- they act like those things are so cheap those are not cheap those are also like a hundred two hundred dollars so like this is like a three hundred dollar investment for me to just try <laughs> pretending to fuck a man's asshole what if i don't like it i said three dollars or three hundred dollars and i've got all these supplies sounds like you're not committed to anal sex that's that's what i'm hearing that's all i'm hearing from it oh it's expensive it's prohibitive that, i'm that not really into that this I'm not open-minded. oh I'm yeah enter. exactly exactly so who, whoever like- wants to be pegged though i feel like they should have the equipment Yes, but like, where do I practice? Like, okay, this is, this is very dorky. Mm -hmm. I was seeing a guy, he was into rope stuff. I was like, I, this, like in the moment, I just feel so much pressure. And so like, I'm like fumbling with ropes and he's like, uh, this is how you do it. He was not very nice. He was like, not very patient with me because this is a new skill that I'm learning. But like, see, that's fucked up. He should have been patient with you. Yeah, but I bought like a little, like those wooden dolls you use for drawing. Marionette. Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. Those those model dolls, you know? And I bought some string and I was like, gonna practice with that so that in the moment I'd be like, oh, I already have this, like, I have the skills part down. So all I have to worry about is like the fun sex part. Uh, But someone stole that Amazon package. So someone was very confused because it was bondage tape, a marionette doll, (laughs) red (laughs) string that was like to scale what red rope would be like, and then red rope itself. And I ordered all these things, and someone stole that box. And I don't know That's what happened. So funny! That's oh my a god! Sex package. Oh my dude, that rules. And then they're just like, uh, oh what the fuck. fuck, yeah. <laughs> Damn. But I would need them to be patient, essentially. Like, let me, let me. 
let oh, me yeah. assuage some of your fears here. As okay. someone who had sex very late uh, in their life and was afraid of the exact same thing that you were afraid of, it ain't that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard to go out, to go in and out, in and out, in and out. It's it's not as hard as you would think it would be because I thought it was going to be very hard. And but it, it's like, okay, I have had anal sex and someone, this was in high school and we didn't know any better sure. and someone didn't use the proper materials and it was just like that's my butt <laughs> like, right like yes. ow <laughs> and so i don't want to have a situation where like ooh, we're all having a good time and then someone is injured like that's no, no, no. yeah <laughs> you're gonna put the lube there and then you're gonna you're gonna be slow and you're gonna okay. have to do it slowly because that person it, because it's, it's just, a butt <laughs> again nothing's supposed to go there it's uh unnatural no one should be doing it <laughs> you just it's gonna be slow they're gonna be like slow down Okay, pull out a little bit, go back. And then you're just, it's, it's not going to be so much on you. It's going to be on both of you. I hope so. Just because like with the ropes thing, I'm not traumatized, but it was, it did feel like taking a test while also trying to be sexy. And I was like, I can't do both of these things. I can't like, I'm trying to remember like, okay, around the hole and underneath and pull it through. And that's a not, and like, yeah. Now, when you're learning something new via sex and you're naked and sweaty and like with your partner, the sex, the sexiness part is just gone. It's just like, okay, how do we, how do we get from A to B? How do we put this inside of your butt? How do we, how do we accurately uh, tie your hands so I'm not like cutting off circulation? Because that's like a true, like that's legit. Like people yeah. always tie wrong and it could hurt that person. Yeah. So this guy, it sounds like this guy was just like a fucking dick and like. No, like that's not how it works, okay. especially with ropes. It's like you have to, like, they have to teach you, or they could really Thank get you. hurt. Yeah. Uh, this, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm not gonna write him a letter. I'm not gonna contact him ever again <laughs> in my life. But I will hope that he somehow hears this and knows that, well, he was shitty. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, yeah, be more patient if you wanna be tied up. Yeah. 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 People haven't done it before. Also, it's like if I, if I, like, I, if I knew I had like a thing that I was like into that not a lot of people were into. I would like, if I found out somebody wasn't, I'd be like, I have to hang on to this person for as long as I can hang on to them, you know? And oh, so yeah. you gotta be a little patient. You gotta be like, okay, right. This is not the right kind of knot. Here's a YouTube video for you to watch. Yeah. Oh, you're still not getting it right. Don't worry. It took me a long time too. Like, just like these little, these little. I mean, also like that, that had to be every single time we had sex, there had to be some rope element to it. And okay. that was like, sometimes it was like, but I would just like to come. Like, I don't want, right. can we, do we, yeah. have to, we have to do this every single time? Mm -hmm. Okay, then this is not for me. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you just want like vanilla sex. Sometimes you want it like, just like A, B equals come. Like, just yeah. like super quick, you know, you know what's going to mm -hmm. get you off. So I wonder if you couldn't get off without of the time. it. Maybe. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I wonder if he could get off of it. That's so, without it. That's so interesting. I don't know. I just, Which is totally fine if that's like, that's the case, but it's like, he had to tell you that he had to be like, well, this is like what I need sexually instead of just like literally throwing ropes at you and being like, learn it. Yeah. Make me come. Like that's yeah. a very weird. And also dynamic. very self sent Like he, he did not seem to care about making me come. So I was actually just going to ask you next. Like if like when you guys, I'm assuming that he came, would he be like, would you like to come now? Or would no. that be like the well, sex would be done? The sex would be done. Uh, see, I don't like that. No, yeah. I I learned. No, I, it's it, that's the best part of that sex is when the woman comes. I'm gonna come most of the time anyway. But like when she comes, it's like, oh, I freaking did it. That's I like, did it. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> did it, bro, bro. I crushed it. Uh, I actually made a girl come, and it feels. Like, it, 
<laughs> I'm not even joking. It feels fucking great. Like that's the best part. That's honestly as good as. Uh, I love that. That's great. No, it's not. Maybe it doesn't feel the same, but it is like a very like, yeah, I'm fucking good at sex. You goddamn right, I'm good at sex. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, these imaginary haters I have in my head. I love that. You just been... did something very intimate with one person, yeah. but you were addressing the haters that live inside yeah. your head. You're I'm like. like you know, like I don't know if you if you just it's just like if I watch sports and I like you hit like a shot that you weren't supposed to hit and you're just like let's fucking go. That's like what it feels like when you make a woman come. You're like yes, we did it, we did it. I'm the best. You're the best. We're both the best. Uh, you know, oh yeah. Like, Do you I do a high five it. after? Just really. No, I'm like so like I'm very nervous in bed, so it's just like no, I don't even th- I don't think about it. I just I'm just like in my mind, but then. Every other part of my body, I'm just sweating too much. I'm like, am I sweating on you? I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That's like the, one of the best parts of sex is when you get, like, really sweaty. I feel mm-hmm. like. It's like, no, oh, it's I'm, not, I've I'm worked not, to this. Are you a morning sex person? We definitely have a lot of morning sex, but I could do sex, like, anytime. Okay, gotcha. I'm not but a we definitely do. Rohan hates morning sex. Hate I'm pro-morning sex. Is, is it the breath? It's, not, it's like everything. It's like I'm not – it's like it's me at my most vulnerable. When you wake up, mm-hmm. you have no time to put on the mask you put on for the rest of the world, you know? <laughs> no, no, none of that time. This person is seeing you at your, at like when you're your most vulnerable, when you don't have, the, you're like, okay, what do I have to do today? Like, you don't have a time to put on your face. And then they like, want to have sex with you. And you're like, um, okay, sure. And then it, it is no, a breath thing. That's, to me, the fun of it is that both of you do not have a face on. It's just like the vaguely groggy realist version of yourself mm-hmm. like to me that's what i like yeah, yeah same and that maybe look at it as that they want to be with you at your most vulnerable yes it is no 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 totally that exactly. without that mask they're still like ooh, that rohan mm-hmm. and that's still scary to me <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's even more scary to me honestly <laughs> wow <laughs> Rohan, you are valid without your mask. Yeah, me and <laughs> you and my therapist have been telling me that for years. I don't buy it. I don't buy it from anybody. Uh, no, no. But it's it it is like a little bit more like oh, I want to put myself together. It also doesn't feel as romantic as like at night where it's like ooh, the we can have like nice lighting and then no, the nighttime me, is the time for romance. Like I I have to recognize how fucking cheesy this is. But to mm-hmm. me, when I think of morning sex, I think of John Mayer's Your Body is a Wonderland, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a, the romance is in the, hey girl, now we kind of know each other. <laughs> you know, like that, I love it. John Mayer, would you like me to say, tell you the, a very problematic quote from John Mayer? Yeah. That you're going to make you, uh, John Mayer once said, he said, I am not racist, but my penis is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> This is your God, Kenise. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, he's awful. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy, but I will say that is the case for a lot of white men that I know. Oh, where they're yeah. like, no, no, I'm a good person. I'm, but I can't help it. My body just finds non-white women and non-Asian women disgusting. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, I don't have to do any reflection on that. I don't have mm-hmm. to think about it. No. I just get to say it's my body. And I, what could I do? How could I possibly adjust my thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so How could looking inside of me ever make me realize that that's such a racist stance? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not into this person. I'm not oh, into yeah, that's, that's this. A, that's, uh, Rohan, that is people you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Where I've, like, I know. looked over their shoulders while they're swiping and anyone who is not white and Asian Without, yeah. like without even a thought without even an examination and you're like oh why did you swipe left on that person and they suddenly they're like 
oh, uh, uh, but, uh, but, uh, uh, and you're like, you know why? You know, I, yeah. see, you, I see you. Yeah, there is, there is, there, there is absolutely that exists. But yeah, you do have to like, condi- I mean, not condition. You just have to like think about it. You have to be yeah, aware of these things. <laughs> literally have a moment where you examine why you do that and what the preconceptions are behind that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion because whiteness is like the is whatever it's societal standard of beauty that is imposed upon us yeah. for for decades, right? And like if we look at our own dating patterns, we're like, oh, we predominantly date white people. Yeah, like, we have. It's not like we've exclusively dated white people, but it's like it yeah, that's like eighty percent of the dates I've been on, you know. Right. So it's like it's oh. It's frustrating also, like how it gets into your head. And I, there are other things I'm gonna talk about, so I'll just kind of brush over this, but like it is frustrating that like so many of the images of sex that I saw growing up are exclusively with white people. So mm-hmm. like to have sexual fantasies that include no one that looked like you, like to have to work through that and around that is like a hard process that I wish that there was more like, how do you break this thing in your head? And there was like a concrete guide because like, I've just like, <laughs> it's weird to like go to pornography and be like, okay, I have to only watch black porn for a while to make my brain include myself in my sexual fantasies yeah i saw a tweet i think it might have been yesterday that was like are you a porn topic or a porn oh i saw that yeah i was like oh fuck yeah wait what is it what was the tweet are you a porn what are you a porn category or are you privileged Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. wow, that's good. That's good. It, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one hit me hard, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm both. <laughs> 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 no, no, it's, it's true, right? And then, like to to that point, Kenise, like what you were saying, oh, I have to go and like deliberately look. It's that like there is just so much porn with with black people or people of color that is just to fetishize them as yeah. skin tone. It's not treating them as an equal partner. And oh yeah. Any, the, like I, right? I cannot watch porn where it's like a black guy and a white girl because it becomes such a, right. it's like, it becomes real, a thing. Yeah. It's like, it feels very gross. And they like, and some of the ones that I have seen, clearly not all of them, but some of the ones that I've seen, it is very much so like, they don't, they're like, this is a blip bbc or whatever Mm -hmm. but then also like they'll be like okay it seems like there was like a costume department and they were like okay um so you came in a not black enough outfit so like we need you to be extra black (laughs) right like and just in this way that feels very gross and i don't i don't like the vibe yeah it's like already because i've definitely watched it i've watched like i feel like everything yeah (laughs) i've watched everything except like amateur because amateur porn like scares me and i'm always afraid that the girl really isn't the age that they're saying but it's very like it already is like very very stereotypical and then they're just like well let's just add on as much as we can to make sure that they know that this person is black and that this person is white yes and just like all american and you're just like why am i watching this but yeah Yeah. it's (laughs) that's it's like the only fans thing is good because you can like watch the people that you can support people directly and and you know whatever like give them money and and they do the things that you like that that you actually like but man it's just like going on any of those like hub websites it's just like it's so catered it's like everyone has a specific look for a specific reason and it's all to be like yeah this is what we consider hot and and if it's not considered hot we know how to like categorize it so that you recognize that it's not the norm and it's like oh this is this is very weird 
Okay, so we are coming up on the hour at the end of every episode. We wrap with final thoughts. So based on the conversation, are there any things that you want to reiterate? Any things that you learned? Any things that you just want to emphasize to the listeners so that they know it about you? I would say like how important communication is and don't watch Sex and the City trying to figure <laughs> out what communicating means. But just communication and friends, relationships, uh, starting out in the beginning, throughout all of it, how like even like just being with Aaron for five and a half years now, just like seeing how your communicating styles will change and evolve and like learning how to be there with those people and just being patient and like willing to like learn as you go. Yeah. And like uh- – I, my lesson is like on top of that is also like invite people into your lives, but also be open to being invited into somebody else's life because that can be very, can be very f- fulfilling in ways that you don't necessarily recognize because you don't want to be invited into someone else because you think you have like a great life. But being invited to someone else's life is very, it's like great. You should feel great about it. And it's also like it can help you be a better person. Wait, were we talking about that before? That's like you a weren't. serious thing. What you the hell? But that's, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's great a, point. It's a great point. Listen, I we've done a million episodes of this. And I'm, I'm happy to finally have a thought at the end of the podcast. <laughs> that is a good thought and is well thought out and, you know, poignant given the conversation we had this week. <laughs> I just like that me and Kenise at the same time just like – like sat back when you said that like we were like blown away that's yeah. very true that's a god very damn good right point. <laughs> <laughs> yes you fucking did it <laughs> to all the haters all my freaking haters <laughs> that I made uh, wow i love that that was a great final thought i'm not yeah. going to top that from a poignant perspective mm-hmm. uh, but i will say it is comforting to know that i don't have to be perfect at a sex thing the first time that I try it and a good partner will have the patience to allow me to experiment to learn and to get better at something versus just a you don't know this right now you're never gonna know it and I'm mad no I think that's really important too like I think shows like sex in the city and girls didn't really do this that much they didn't have good sex in it not really (laughs) Insecure has pretty good sex in it. Yes. Girls is girls is like was supposed to be like the next step above like Sex in the City, right? When we were talking about, oh, what is the, what are the, uh, what, who would we put in our Sex in the City like cast now? That that's what girls was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is what dating is like for millennials now. Like they're all poor and they're <laughs> they make a lot of bad decisions and all this other stuff. It was supposed to be like that, but this is whatever changing the narrative of femininity. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. I found girls to be very annoying. But. Oh, girls was really, really bad. And yeah. I liked it for a little too long. Too. Insecure is what girls want it to be. Yes. And like female friendship and dating and relationships and your jobs and like what that means and how it ebbs and flows. And right. girls never got there. It just progressively got worse and the nepotism just showed more and but more the, as you went on. And, this, and also the same thing that, yeah, that's the same thing that you talked about too, is that like, it's like all white people still. Yeah. Oh, always. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. do you do you guys remember what Lena Dunham did? Yeah, she, she got she Donald had, Glover. Yeah, she got pissed off about it and put him in for three episodes and was like, "Are you glad I put yeah. someone in?" And yeah, I, was like, I did you oh, a favor. Lena Dunham. That's yeah, classic. Just kidding, <laughs> <Lena>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I have never watched it. I actually watched Insecure. Everyone says it's a great show. It I is. It. I think it, 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 like she said, it talks about friendship really well. It talks about sex in relationships and communicating and when that communication breaks down and like mm-hmm. how to stand up for yourself in a way like by this, I think I've only seen the first two and a half seasons of Girls. In that third season, I was like, I don't like any of these people. <laughs> All these people are bad, but in Insecure, so many times you can see like both people have a perspective that you're like, I see why they're fighting, but I also genuinely understand both of these people's perspectives in a way that just, I emotionally connect to it so much. Totally. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, See, by season three of girls, the narrative was like, Oh, we should allow women to be uh, bad characters. And I totally like was like, yes. And now like years later, it's like, Oh no, this was just a really bad show. (laughs) It just wasn't good. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, watch Insecure. Insecure is so worth it. And then watch um, This May Destroy You right after. Oh yeah. Completely different. Did you watch the season finale? Oh my God. I was just like shaking. Like, what's going to happen? Exactly. Oh, so okay, good. Rohan, you need to watch this. Okay. I know my my girlfriend just finished it. And she told me it was very good. So that's all yeah. that I know. I didn't yeah. tell me what it's about or anything. I doubt we'll get a second season. It feels like one of those shows where it's like one and done, and I get it, and I but I want more. Yeah. Um, but it's it's great. It's beautiful. It's the so Brits good. know how to do that. They know how to take a good thing, be like, I'm making this one thing. This is the thing. Is Don't it? ask me for more. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. They know when to, they know when to get out when mm-hmm. it's like at, at the top for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so uh, <laughs> all that's going to be in the episode. Everyone's going to hear about our thoughts on these shows. <laughs> but uh, more than it is important for people to watch good media, where can people find you on the internet, Alex? They can find Awkward Sex in the City at Awkward Sex in the City on Twitter, Facebook, and um, Instagram. And then my personal is Natalie, spelled with a G at the at the front, like a nat, and then four E's at the end. <laughs> That's very you for, If you did not say that, <laughs> people would be like, I cannot find this woman. Yeah. <laughs> it would be impossible. Rohan, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rohan Padier, cool guy. And for the first time, I'm going to give everyone my Twitter because I don't know why I wasn't doing that before. Yeah, but what's that? What's that? It's uh, I am Rohan, cool guy. I love doing the cool guy thing. So yeah, that's my Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm annoying on Twitter, so I apologize for that. But uh, whatever, follow me anyway. And, um, you know, listen to the pod, like, review, rate, subscribe. We got, I got some nice DMs from some listeners the other day. Okay, and- Rohan got some wrong DMs because no, 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 was no, no, coming no. and Mm-mm. defending the lack Mm-mm. of a top sheet as though this is a viable thing. I've questioned a lot of people. I did a formal, scientifically based Twitter poll, top sheets win. Sorry, mm-hmm. both of you are wrong. I think that's a little bit more white guilt coming through, but okay. Uh. <laughs> you think white guilt means that people use top sh- Okay. Um, you can mm-hmm. find me on the internet mm-hmm. at Kenise Mobley on all the <laughs> platforms. I don't have to say cool guy because you already fucking know. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, as always, rate, review, like, subscribe, and, you know, share. And we have an email address. Rohan, do you remember what it is? It's uh, loveabouttown at gmail.com. Wow. Okay. Send mm-hmm. us questions. Send us your thoughts. Send us hate mail now that I've vocally said how much I hate people who don't use top sheets. Okay. This has been Love About Town. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.